Hello, Central Coast. It's Ronaldo Brutico, your host at Solutions News, right here on 1290 KZSB AM. We're here today in a very unusual interview with my dear friend and brother of many years, Deepak Chopra. I have the good fortune, as you know, whenever I interview somebody with whom I have a prior relationship, I always like to disclose that. And our relationship goes back 27 years. Uh, He's been a fellow of the Academy all that time. I was chairman of the executive committee of his board of directors of the foundation. I still serve on the advisory board of his foundation. I am a tremendous fan of all he has done. I love Deepak's work, and I'm grateful that he's with us today to talk about his book from last year, the bestseller, Metahuman, his new book coming out in a couple of days, Total Meditation, and some things he's doing with an app that are really mind-blowing. So with that, let's get a few messages from Christy. Well, thanks, Ronaldo, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Just want to remind our listeners that this program is a production of the World Business Academy, a nonprofit think tank and action incubator located here in Santa Barbara that is focused on the role business can and should play in solving humanity's largest challenges. Our sponsors include Garlic Gold, providing an array of delicious organic condiments, and The Optimist Daily, a free positive news service delivering solutions news to your inbox every weekday. And if you've been feeling the emotional effects of this pandemic or climate change or politics or something else that seems to be taking up a lot of space in your mind, please join us for a webinar event on Friday, October 9th, that is co-produced by the World Business Academy, Optimist Daily, and another Santa Barbara nonprofit website, which is psychalive.org. We'll be talking with authors, Stacey Colino and Dr. Lisa Van Susteren about something we've all been feeling emotional inflammation. To learn more about this concept and to help yourself heal in these turbulent times, tune into the free webinar event on Friday, October 9th. Please look for it on the World Business Academy's website, www.worldbusiness.org. If you have any follow-up questions about today's show, please send us an email at solutions at worldbusiness.org or a note to the website, solutionsnews.org. All right, Ronaldo, back to you and Deepak. Thank you, Christy. So with that, in addition to being a very close friend and, a, and a, one of my mentors, Deepak Chopra has written over 90 books, his 91st one coming out shortly. He is a, a endocrinologist with a medical doctorate. He is one of the great teachers of meditation on the planet. He has millions and millions of followers. And what he's tried to do with his life, together with his foundation and his for-profit activities, is to give a way for consciousness to have greater meaning and greater impact in our world. Deepak, a man who frankly really doesn't need any introduction, but I'm happy and pleased to introduce him. Deepak. Thank you. Without talking about your newest book coming out this month, Total Meditation, I want to go back to the bestseller that came out just last year. Metahuman. I'm profoundly impressed with it, almost as if it's sort of a a gift to us. How did you come about writing it? How did how did you see it when you wrote this book? Because it's it's such a culmination of what you've been teaching. But meditation has a long tradition and many wisdom traditions, particularly in the East, but also in the West. Most people these days are talking about mindfulness, which is of course. Uh, actually a misnomer because when we are speaking about mindfulness, we're not speaking about the mind, we are speaking about the awareness of the mind. But nevertheless, mindfulness uh, uh, of the body, mindfulness of uh, perceptual experience, mindfulness of mind, web of relationships, 
all this comes under, as you know, various types of vipassana. Vipassana is the Buddhist meditation called insight meditation, where you have uh, non-judgment awareness of any experience, any sensation, any image, any feeling, any thought, and then it reveals its nature to you as a modified form of consciousness. But then if you look at the traditions of yoga, there are many other techniques, including interoception, being aware of what's happening inside your body, for example, or concentration, or reflection, or inquiry, or even imagination. Just like our body is subject to homeostasis, which means if you leave the body all by itself, it regulates, it self-regulates itself. The mind does the same thing. In fact, body and mind are the same thing. Uh, and, you know, all these years we spoke about the mind-body connection till one day I realized that that was also an oxymoron. You know, just like wave particles are the same entity, mass energy are the same entity, space-time are the same entity, body-mind are the same entity. They're just two different ways of experiencing consciousness. When I realized that and I started to look at all the wisdom traditions, I asked myself the question, how can we shift from provisional identity to absolute identity in any moment? And one of the ways you can do that even is through intellectual understanding. When you ask, who am I? And you go a little deeper into the question, who am I? It immediately becomes obvious that I'm not the body because the body is a changing experience. The body is an experience. It's, it's not the source of experience. It is an experience. And it's experienced in the same way as anything else. Sensations, perceptions, and cognition and perception. And in fact, there's no such thing as a body. You have the body of a fertilized ovum, and then a zygote, and then an embryo, and then a baby, and then a toddler, and now this. And one day it will disappear. So if you say, I am my body, then you have to say, which one? Which one? <laughs> yeah. And if you say, I am my mind, then you have to say, which one too? You know, <laughs> if you say, I am my personality, which one too? Right now you and I have a conversation. The only thing that's actually common right now between you and me that we can say is a clue to who we are, a clue is the name. That's it. When I say Ronaldo, there's a history and I said there's a whole context, there's meaning, there's relationships, there's ideas, there's imagination, there's his relationships, his whole world. And so to me, but you know, it's not a noun, it's a verb. So what I call Deepak is a, is a moving target. You can't, you can't capture this guy, nor can you capture anything. Okay, so once you realize that, <laughs> then you say, what, what, what is Deepak Chopra other than the name? And, you know, you find there is no such thing. There's no such entity. There's only the absolute having a Deepak Chopra experience. And, yeah. you know, once you realize that your true identity is that you are divine, non-local, absolute, it throws out everything throws out the door. Birth, death become constructs of a provisional identity that never existed. So birth, death, go. Okay, And so does everything that we call matter. Everything that we call matter is the interpretation of perceptual experience. So I, what I, my intention with this book was to, even if you're not enlightened, you could actually write this moment, act as if you were. 
right this moment you can be the divine enlightened being in every choice you make and if you do you'll be free i mean you look at the religious experience so it's only three or four things transcendence the birth of platonic values like truth truth goodness beauty harmony love compassion joy equanimity and the loss of the fear of death because death happens all the time to your provisional identity you know my my provisional identity from 2019 or even early 2020 is dead it's gone it doesn't exist so once you know that you can start to reinvent everything that you call reality including your body your mind the world well oh, yes, and, and it almost struck me as is like a gift to all of us about how we could break through the chains of our self identification it's such a challenge because the word meta human itself going beyond the human which i just love that concept i in preparing for this conversation today i made a promise to myself i was going to try to come at connecting with you in the place beyond i and 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 it's it's a challenge because every time i put a reference on it that i'm stuck back in the i is there some is there some trick some secret deepak how i can easily even in a conversation like this how can i drop it and get beyond the i to the place with deepak that's beyond i of deepak it's a it's a discipline it's a practice and ultimately it's a habit so you know i am is before i am deepak i am is before I am Ronaldo I am is before I'm a tree I am before uh, is before I'm anything so you know if you just look at the great teachings of Nisargadatta Maharaj or any of the great non-dual teachers they start with neti 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 I am not this I'm not this I'm not this when everything is taken away what's left is what I am and that's infinite okay because every other identity is a compromise and is a limitation the infinite cannot be compromised so that's one root i'm not this i'm not this i'm not this and the other is exactly the opposite i look at every object and say i'm that so even this microphone is a perceptual activity i'm looking at the microphone i'm looking at uh, a television set i'm looking at the furniture in my room those are perceptual activities they're not pieces of matter the piece of matter is a human construct all there is me having a perceptual activity and when i look at that perceptual activity where is it happening where is that ex- where is this experience happening right now for both of us it's mm-hmm. happening in consciousness and that consciousness is shared consciousness now people probably are driving in their cars and listening to us that's also shared consciousness in fact these days we have a word for it we call it cyberspace <laughs> anybody who's tuned into that cyberspace is is in that shared consciousness but outside that bandwidth of uh, shared consciousness is an infinite expanse of experience which in the eastern wisdom traditions called chitakash it's the space of consciousness so if you took away every object in the universe including your body what would be left wouldn't have even space or time so even space and time are the desktop format of the cosmic computer they don't actually the in in the original cosmos there's no space <laughs> no, no time. time and and i what we call i doesn't exist in space time either because 
I is not inside the body. The body is inside uh, I as a perceptual activity. I is not inside the mind. The mind is a perceptual activity or cognitive activity in I. So either I'm nothing or I'm everything, and that's good Both enough. Both are the same. Yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, as I said before, I, I love this book because uh, having read so many of your books, uh, I haven't read all 90, I confess, but I've read a whole bunch <laughs> of them. And this to me was a culmination. It was like a, it was the quantum proof that the A Course in Miracles is real. It's the, it's the, it's the ability to get beyond the eye. There's two things in this book that will help everybody listening to this today. One of them is the Netty test that you give people to take in the front of the book. Right in the book, in the beginning. Right yeah, in the that's, book. We're talking about metahuman, yes. Yeah, absolutely. and it's in metahuman we're talking. And, yeah. and, and that neti test is a great way to kind of ground yourself in how far into your own eye are you and yes. how far from it have you moved. By the way, I'm very pleased I can report without cheating, I got a 75. Very good. <laughs> Congratulations. That's Thank great. you. But the point of the story is there's also a great thing at the end of your book. It's really practical. 31 days. You give a 31-day handbook so that people can check their experience each day against the assignment you give them, and then they can write it down. And in that, you say, well, will you achieve awakening in 31 days? Probably not, but you can get a, a sense of the direction you're heading. And that's what I love about the book. It's a direction I saw. Yeah, that was 31 days of looking at every experience you have and then unraveling it till you get the source of experience. Basically, that's all what yoga is. You know, yoga means union with yeah. the source of all experience. And that's how we start, whether it's uh, through meditative practice or breathing techniques or concentration or visualization or just uh, being in stillness. Uh, these are all clues to the real I behind I am Deepak. Well, we're going to come back after a short break because I, I do want to talk about your new book, number 91. I think it's really important that we do have a little conversation more about meditation. So here's our commercial break, and then we'll come back to Deepak with Total Meditation. Imagine the hundreds of messages you hear every day subtly changing the way you think about the world. If these messages are negative or divisive, your outlook can become increasingly negative. Well, we've got an antidote. It's called Optimus Daily. It's a free service. Its mission is to find and send you positive solutions-oriented news stories, real stories, every morning in less than two minutes that will focus you on a positive worldview. Sign up for free at OptimusDaily.com. You'll be amazed how much more light will shine into your world. Central Coast. Welcome back to Solutions News. You're listening to Ronaldo Brutico, your host on KZSB 1290 AM with our guest Deepak Chopra talking to us about his newest book, Total Meditation. You can pre-order it now and it'll be released on September 22nd. I apologize. I haven't read it because I didn't get an advanced copy, Deepak. You used to give me advanced copies. I don't know what I'm going to do now. It's on its way. It's on its way. <laughs> okay. But I just want to pick up on something you said in an interview about this book. You said that for thousands of years, people have gotten out of bed to pursue the same seven goals. And then you list them. Safety and security, success and achievement, love and belonging, personal meaning and value, creativity and discovery, higher purpose and spirituality, wholeness and unity. Is my understanding correct that meditation is the way to hold how we hold those goals because it gives us that deeper insight? Yes, because meditation takes you beyond the rational linear thought process, which has been very useful in 
creating what we call human civilization. Everything that you see today, including all our technology, but all our constructs like latitude, longitude, nation states, Wall Street, money, um, these are uh, a result of rational, logical thinking. But here's the great thing. While rational thought gives us insight to a certain experience we're having at that moment, rational thought cannot look at fundamental reality, which is not linear. You know, fundamental reality is all possibilities all at the same time. Fundamental reality is creative. Fundamental reality self-regulates itself, self-organizes itself is the source of insight, intuition, inspiration, imagination, vision, higher consciousness, transcendence, ultimately loss of the fear of death. Now, rational thought cannot get you there. So the practice of meditation is actually breaking down human constructs till you get to the source of all constructs and then reconstruct from there in new reality. So, you know, it's actually the creative process, which is death and resurrection, death of an old paradigm, an old story, an old context, an interpretation of old relationships, an old story, basically. And that old story dies and the new story is born, which is new context, new meaning, new relationship, and ultimately new constructs which give us new perceptions of reality. Now, we all know from physics something called the observer effect, that depending on how you observe something, wave or particle, the observation, the methodology, the way you observe things provides what you observe, what you observe. So if you do a wave-like experiment, you get a wave-like result. You go particle-like experiment, you get a particle-like result. What is, what is reality prior to the experiment? Is, is fundamental reality wave-like or particle-like? The answer is it's neither. It depends on how you look for it. Now, what is being discovered is not only how you look for it, but your interpretation of it determines its behavior. Now, you know, I didn't realize that Max Planck, one of the uh, pioneers of uh, the guy who coined the word quantum, uh, uh, he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. Now, that's a very profound statement. When you change the way you look at things, things. but now what physicists are realizing is even your understanding of what an object is changes the behavior of the object. Uh, and changes the activity of the object. So if I look at an object as a physical matter, like a rock, for example, it's a rock. But if I start asking myself, hey, what's, you know, there's two ways of looking at that rock. Okay, so what's that rock uh, made of? Well, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. Where did that come from? Uh, it came from a burning star. What was it before a rock? It was both a rock and a wave. So who was responsible for the creation of the rock? A mode of observation and an interpretation. Even physically, if you track the rock to its source, you end up with the total universe. But you can look at any object like that, any object, and you'll see that its source is the total universe. I look at a grain of 
corn. I see cornfields. I see farmers. I see trucks. I see vehicles. I see petroleum. I see trades, trade wars. I see national policy. I see sunshine. I see earth. I see water. I see rainbows. I see the infinite void and that grain of corn contains the whole universe. That's a physicalist point of view. But actually the grain of corn is also a perceptual activity in consciousness and as a perceptual activity in consciousness, it is made out of consciousness. So actually when you start living the total meditation mode, which means that you get in the habit of correcting a perceptual mistake, what is the perceptual or intellectual mistake? There is me and there's the universe. What is the understanding? The true understanding is, you know, the perceptual thing says there's me. Ronaldo or Deepak Chopra squeezed into the volume of a body in the span of a lifetime. That's the perceptual interpretation. But the real interpretation is I'm the supreme being and my body is the universe. <laughs> and once, <laughs> once you shift there, there's nothing other than joy. They call it ananda. Now, so here's a question. For most people, uh, and I, I totally embrace this, as you know, because I totally believe in quantum physics, and consciousness is the application, it seems to me, of quantum thinking to our inner awareness. So we're, 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 we're seeing ourselves as emerging from the quantum soup foam, and therefore we can be and are everything in potentiality. But how does somebody live every day walking through life with that awareness, Deepak. I, I, I use meditation to get centered. I call it me time as a way to, to relieve the, some of the pressures on me, just to go inside and take a deep breath and connect with what really matters, the universe. But how do people live with this awareness that you're talking about? How, how do they go about their daily lives? Redondo, it's a, it's a, for me, it has been a lifelong process. It's like a fruit that is ripening, and then one day it falls to the ground, and then it's so, so obvious that that's the only way to live. But one has to be passionate about self-realization. I mean, otherwise, uh, it is not something that most people are even interested in. I mean, you can't even convince people of climate change, leave alone <laughs> the insanity of war. Or, you know, there's so many things happening in the world, including climate change and the insanity of war, nuclear weapons, biological warfare, internet, cyber warfare, extinction of species, poison in our food chain, an economy that is going to ruins and people fighting all over the world, ideological wars, national leaders who are gangsters. So self-realization is very far from most people's minds. So I'm not even sure if this book is for everyone. No, <laughs> in fact, I'm sure it's not for everyone, Deepak. But, you know, there's that old saying, the unexamined life is not worth living. That's it. And in one sense, what you're saying is, if you want to be fully alive, start to examine your preconceived notions. Absolutely. Everything that you've heard is the hypnosis of social conditioning and the fragmented mind, which goes back to the Bronze Age. So we are living internally in the Bronze Age with external capacities of massive destruction. This combination spells extinction. So right now, to wake up to reality is actually an urgent need for us, at least for some of us. It's a, it's a, survival, it's a survival skill, literally. For and, the human uh, species, yes. And, and you, you know, and I, I know you were recently quoted as saying that the, all the national leaders are, are gangsters. Although I, I would think Jacinda Ahern in New Zealand 
possibly is an exception to that. She's an exception. <laughs> I think also the Irish Prime Minister is an exception. Yeah. And I think to some extent, Merkel, um, Angela Merkel is an exception. But by and large, uh, yeah. most uh, national leaders are gangsters. Yeah, and, and we I, have to be honest about that. Yeah, yeah and, the reason, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because you correctly identified that this is a survival question now. Correct. If we continue on the path we're on, we all know what that looks like. As we sit here today, over 190,000 dead Americans and no end in sight. Yeah, we have absolutely. The devolution of the Constitution is happening as we speak. Yes. The, 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 everything you see going on around us. And I, I don't see the, to me, what you teach isn't how to get away from the world by ignoring it. How I see what you teach is to better understand how to go into the what is really true of the who we are and the what we are capable of so we can drop all this other crap. We don't need to kill each other. In fact, we weren't made to do that. So, uh, Ronaldo, one of the problems is our language. So we use language in a way that is violent. You know, war on drugs, war on lack of education, war on poverty, war on war, war on on racism, uh, war on uh, social injustice, war on just about everything, war on terrorism. These are violent oxymoron metaphors. There is no solution with a war on anything, including a war on ignorance, which is what is happening right now. It's a display of insanity and ignorance. You can't fight that. Do you see? What you have to do is come up with creative solutions. And creative solutions are already existing in the world for everything else. You've talked yourself about an oil-free economy. Now we see that this is COVID-19 uh, pandemic has actually shown us that's possible. When the price of petroleum went to less than zero, it's obvious that you can have an economy which doesn't depend on petroleum. It's also obvious that the climate change is possibly reversible because now the birds are back, the bees are back, and you know fish are returning to dead lakes. Even the canals of Venice are seeing fish for the first time. The Himalayas can be seen from 400 miles away. People in Bangalore, which is the, one of the most polluted cities in the world, are breathing for the first time. So nature is the ecosystem, the biosphere, which is both external and internal. Our body is the same biosphere as the biosphere outside. The earth is recycling as your body. The air is recycling as your breath. The rivers and waters are recycling as your circulation. The stars are recycling as the carbon, hydrogen, oxygen in your body. You are made, you're a stardust being having a human experience even from a scientific point of view. But now that biosphere is fixing itself because these mutations that we call dangerous mutations, COVID-19, etc. The reason it's called COVID-19 is it occurred in the year 2019. So when you talk to geneticists and say, what causes these mutations, cancer mutations, for example, or other disease mutations, or even mutations in viruses that cause such devastation, most most uh, geneticists, even today, will say, oh, you know, the mutations are genetic in origin or they are, um, or they are random. That's the prevailing uh, wisdom. It's so, not true, though. That's not true. 
No, the most mutations are a result of toxicity in the ecosystem of our existence. So people say because of environmental uh, pollution, but again, that's a wrong word. The environment is your extended body. You and the environment are the same unified process. So even mutations like COVID-19, I was talking to my friend Rudy yesterday, says, you know, Corona has existed for 50 million years. Humans have existed for 200,000 years. Okay, so who's been more around this planet? Yeah, friend, coronavirus has been around millions of years in advance of human species. So what is happening? You know, there's something called the planetary biome, planetary biome, which is all the planetary genetic information. 99.9% of it is not human. It's bacterial and fungal and viral. In fact, if you want to talk about the planetary biome, it's the planetary microbiome, which all the genetic information of the bacteria, the planetary virome, all the genetic information in the viruses, and the planetary mycome, all the genetic information in the fungi. So the fungi, the bacteria, and the viruses contribute 99.9% of genetic information on the planet to plants, to animals, to primates, to humans. Only 25,000 genes in your body are human. The rest are all these part of the biome. And when that is stressed, then mutations occur. So ultimately, climate change and everything that we call oil consumption, poison in the food chain, that is the reason in the larger context for the pandemic. It'll take people a while to recognize that. In the meanwhile, they're concerned about vaccines, and that's good because a vaccine, once it comes, will be effective for some period of time. But unless we repair the entire ecosystem of the genetic microbiome, which is responsible for life on this planet, it's the source of every form of life on this planet. The trees behind you, the, the plants, the, the bacteria, the, the, all the animals of the world, all the other species, the whales, the dolphins, the eagles, the insects, the birds, the bees, primates, humans, all a result of an entanglement of genetic information that is actually symbolically representing the one consciousness that we speak of. Life expresses itself as biology through genetic information. And when that genetic matrix of genetic information is stressed, which is what we've done as humans to this planet, then of course, existence will not be violated. Existence is invincible. It, it gets rid of species that uh, don't fit in. So, you know, if today, um, all the insects disappeared from our planet, life would cease on this planet in five years. If humans disappeared, life would flourish in five years. So who's more important for life? Right. Um, and you know, Deepak, a lot of what you teach, and you've been one of the great teachers in my life, and I'm very grateful for it. And all that you teach, I believe you're really teaching us about how to be in the world, but not of the world, to use that biblical reference. Yeah. Because you're really trying to help us get to the beyond place. And frankly, when I look back from that place, it's a lot easier to see how all these dilemmas can get resolved easily. Very easily. Today we have the technology to reverse climate change. We have the technology to even resurrect in uh, extinct species. We have the technology to create abundance in the world. We have 
all the technology to create a more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier, and joyful world. What we need is emergence. And as somebody who studied this, Ronaldo, yourself, social scientists are now talking about something called emergence. When they say you have maximum diversity, you have shared vision, you complement each other's strengths, the systems are transparent and open to feedback, you incubate together, with that shared vision, and emergence happens. The old story dies, and the new story is born. Perhaps we're seeing that right now. It is because we're at a place where, if it doesn't, the survival of the species as we have known it yes. ceases. And yeah. the question is, what replaces it? We don't know, but there was something here before, and that something will be consciously here after. It just might not be wearing bodies like yours and mine. Right. Dinosaurs disappeared and humans emerged. So nature might say the human experiment is over. Let's try something else. (laughs) Let's Uh hope not. But on that happy note, let's take another commercial break. We'll be right back to the biome, to the I that is at the center of your self-definition, and to the we that could be the suspension of all eyes in the pursuit of us as consciousness. Thank you, Deepak. Well, hello, universe, and welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Christy Jansen. And I'm Summers McKay. We're bringing you reader-funded solutions news every day. We are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy podcast. We share solutions on everything from green energy to impact investing, building community, and even baby animal births. Optimist Daily is not about rose-colored glasses. It is about the reality. And the reality is that we are where we are and there are solutions and things that can be done to chart a better path. We also have captivating guests like social justice advocate Akila Shirelles and self-identified soil health geek Ethan Steinberg. Agroforestry, maybe one of the ways to think about it, either bringing the agriculture to the forest or bringing the forest to the agricultural field. And as an added bonus, you get to hear hilarious tales from behind the scenes and can't miss stories. Of course, we think they're hilarious, but you can listen and judge for yourselves. Sorry, Amelia, talking about the cat again. <laughs> Tune into the Optimist Daily Update on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Welcome back, Central Coast. This is your host, Ronaldo Brutico, with Solutions News. And our guest today, Deepak Chopra on 1290 KZSV AM in the Central Coast. Deepak, this is fascinating. You know, sometimes people listen to you and they think, oh, my God, it's so far out. How can, I, how can it be practical? And yet, I would say your book on meditation, for example, is very, very practical. Yeah, thank you. You're giving people a way to connect with what's real. Yes. So that they can start to see the illusion for the illusion that it is. Is there, are there other like, can there quick, easy little tidbits besides meditate every day, which is a good one. Is there something else we can do to help us evolve so that we can drop some of these barriers that keep us apart and cause all this destruction? I think basic things are very simple. A lot of laughter and a lot of joy. You know, people say, what do you do with children? You play with children. You watch funny movies. You tell nursery rhymes. You sing. You dance. You share poetry. We can do that as adults too. It's the most joyful way to be in touch with yourself. It's to be playful. At the moment you get serious, you've lost it. Because, you know, you're not no longer close to the source. So play. Poetry, music, dance, 
any of the arts, any of the arts is a way to get in touch with the source of your existence. But then there are other things. You can imagine the ideal state of body, mind, and spirit. You can do simple things like get a massage or uh, do some exercise or do breathing techniques or do some form of yoga. And you can just make sure you get good sleep and your diet is not full of poison and that your relationships are healthy. Attention, affection, appreciation, acceptance. These are common things that we do as human beings. Unfortunately, people are not resorting to the usual things that allowed us to get in touch with ourselves, like reading a profound book, even a profound book of fiction, a profound book of metaphysics, a profound book. Excuse me, I hate to break up, but you're, what's happening is you're getting too close to the mic and it's okay. causing reverb. Okay, okay. thank you. So, but, you a, know, a, book, but a, a conscious book, a book, a, a good book on any subject actually is worth doing. Yeah, and engaging in engaging in inquiry and reflection. But the bigger picture here right now is since the world is so stressed and so much in panic right now, and we have three pandemics going on right now. One is the COVID-19 pandemic. The second is the financial crisis. And the third is stress. And they're all connected. The stress makes people make irrational financial decisions. Stress ruins their biology. Stress makes them reactive. Stress ruins their relationships. So these three pandemics are also entangled. And what we've done, Rinaldo, is in our organization, the Chopra Global Organization has created an app for people where they can go and hang out with other people who are meditating and learn from them best practices, but also learn about the pillars of well-being, whether it's nutrition or relationships or emotions or sleep or breathing or exercise. But our nonprofit foundation, Chopra Foundation. Wait, Deepak, before you go past that, uh, so how could people get that app? Where do we go? Back to the App Store? You go to the App Store. It's called Chopra. The app is called Chopra. The app is called Chopra. So for our listeners, we've talked about two great books today. We've talked about uh, the idea of the metahuman. And we've talked about the book on meditation, which is Deepak's new one coming out, Total Meditation. Now we're talking about this app. What Deepak's inviting us to do through the app is to connect with each other in this common place of play. Correct. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing, which would be more interesting to you because you're an advisor of the Chopra Foundation, is that, you know, as we look across the world right now, despite all these tragic things that are happening in the financial crisis, COVID-19, and the people losing their jobs, people dying, I don't think people are aware that every 40 seconds, somebody kills themselves in this world. In every 40 seconds, somebody on our planet is so desperate that they kill themselves. Suicide occurs every 40 seconds in this planet. The second thing that most people are not aware of is that uh, suicide is the second most common cause of death in our young people, teenagers. Now, this is a huge cry of desperation in our world. So I thought, what should we do? We created something called Never Alone, which is making people across the world feel that they're never alone. And uh, through both technology, but also we've now created a blockchain effort to create a global ecosystem for mental health and hygiene, including 
soon to be announced a cryptocurrency called Love in Action. Love in Action crypto token, where you can consult a counselor, somebody can donate and somebody can receive. But Love in Action is a global sangha and based on three principles from the Buddha. Take refuge in the Buddha, which means in higher consciousness. Take refuge in the Dharma, which means higher purpose. And take refuge in the Sangha. So, Rinaldo, if you can help us actually uh, accelerate the blockchain and give us ideas. You're an advisor. You've been an advisor. I would love to engage you in this effort. Oh, I'd love to. In fact, uh, we have over 30,000 readers now daily to our Good News newsletter called The Optimist Daily. And that's I been know. growing. It's I'm, been a growing big, I'm a big fan of it. We've been growing, Deepak. So yes. uh, my goal is to get 100 million people to start their day with an optimistic thought. And in the process, hopefully, we can start to tie them in. We can put your daily optimist in our blockchain ecosystem. That would be a great boon for the world. And what we want to do is to tell our readers about the blockchain. And by the way, I want to make it clear because you started to say it, I didn't mean to cut you off. This is the, the foundations project. We talked yes, about this the is a nonprofit. It's totally uh, transparent, open to feedback. As you know, blockchain, everything is traceable. Content is traceable. Yeah, and just to give some examples to people of how practical what you say is, because a lot of people have to, they, they, try, they try to ignore what you're talking about. They go, well, he's out there in the clouds. He's also far out there. Forbes magazine did a great write-up on the 20th of the last month yes. on this blockchain. That's it. It's the first of its kind with the largest blockchain community in the world. Yeah. And I'm reading Forbes magazine about Deepak Chopra and the blockchain for consciously learning how to love yourself. And I'm going, okay, we're getting somewhere now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Use, we would love to have the Daily Optimist on our blockchain. Yeah, we will definitely do that and vice versa. So before we wrap up for the day, Deepak, I just want to like – you, you're so prolific. You have 91 books now. I don't know what more you could possibly say because it seems like you've said it all, but I'm sure there's more coming. Can you give us like a little hint at where is your creativity taking you next? My creativity is taking me next to the realm beyond physical death. I'm obsessed with the meaning of death and I've come to the conclusion there's no such thing. Death happens to perceptual activity and cognitive activity, but not to you. So I'm focused on experiencing my deathless nature. <laughs> and I spend uh, two hours meditation on death every night. So that's where it's going. Well, you know, it's fascinating you talk about that because in your, uh, on your book on MetaHuman, you actually talked about the idea of people who did near-death near experiences, NDEs, yes. Mm -hmm. And how the one common denominator wasn't whether they saw the light or Jesus or Buddha or whatever, because that was that tend to be driven by what their, their spiritual training was. Correct. It was more about the experience that they were still there after they were gone. Yeah, they the experience of, yeah, it was <laughs> the experience of the real eye. Yeah, the real eye, which is beyond the eye. Which is beyond I am Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Yeah, Which and you I, can know now. You don't need to wait till you're dead to know it. You should know it now. Well, and my guess would be, truthfully, from a selfish point of view, if you know it, it makes transitioning so much easier. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And you celebrate it. Deepak, I couldn't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. I don't know when we'll do it again, but it's been too long, and I can't wait for the next time. Please, just stay in touch. 
Yeah, we will. We'll uh, we'll get in touch right away on the blockchain. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all the best to Panacha, to Carolyn, and everybody else at the shop, and to Paul, all of your associates, to Rudy Tanzi and Ray, and all the gang. All the thank best. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ronaldo, and thank my love, you. my love to the family. Okay, thanks, and uh, you too, with Rita Bye-bye. and the family. Bye. Okay, so with that. Let's take another commercial break, Christy. Have you ever heard of Garlic Gold? If not, wow, are you in for a treat. As your neighbors can all tell you, it's fabulous. 100% extra virgin olive oil and organic garlic. That's all. Free of salt, sugar, and carbohydrates, this is a way to spark the dullest of steamed vegetables into a culinary explosion. Also great for chicken, lamb, beef, and fish. If you like garlic, you'll love Garlic Gold. Garlic Gold is also available at Whole Foods, Gelson's Market, Sprouts, Erewhon, Natural Food Stores, and other fine retailers, as well as the Garlic gold.com website. Enjoy. Welcome back, Central Coast. This is your host, Ronaldo Brutico, with Solutions News on 1290 KZSB AM. Well, to close our show today, we have an announcement, a pretty significant one, and it's bittersweet. First of all, I want to start by saying I've so thoroughly enjoyed this program and doing it every week. It's been almost uh, two years. And uh, I love the storehouse of great conversations we have saved on our, our website. For those of you who'd like to hear again, some of the great interviews we did with significant politicians, local leaders in our nonprofit community, civic leaders and others, go into our archives and pull up any show you like and listen to it again if it inspired you. But more importantly, I wanted to share with you that it's time for me to move on. Uh, as you can imagine, we put a lot of energy into doing this show to try and get it to be the quality we'd like to be uh, able to deliver to you because we value your time. and We value who you are in the world. And unfortunately, for a lot of good reasons and no reason going into them now, but for a lot of good reasons, it's time for me to pass this show along to another host. So I'm going to be introducing you today to Reverend Heidi Alfrey. Reverend Heidi just got to Santa Barbara as the new minister for Unity Santa Barbara literally just started last week. And she has a radio background. So when I mentioned to her that I would love to have someone take over the show, Heidi said, gee, I'd love to do that. And I'd like to have the conversations that count keep going on and on. Why don't we keep the name of the show, Solutions News, and the subheading now is Conversations That Count. And those conversations will be with Heidi Alfred. I can't wait to see how she handles this program. I'm sure it'll be different than the way we handled it for sure. I'm sure it's going to be uniquely valuable in its own way. Because I know that Heidi has three things that totally inspire her. One is love, one is passion, and one is creativity. And that's what she's going to try to bring to every interview. And in the process, try to find ways for those conversations to help us connect with each other where we all live in love, passion, and creativity. Because that's what we have in common. And if we can salute and ignoble and, and hold in our highest regard those aspects of our personality... I believe will make for a better planet as well as have a happier life ourselves. With that in mind, uh, I'm going to be her first guest next week. Uh, Don't know what she's going to ask me. Happy to do it. And I'm really excited to be passing the show to someone capable like Heidi. So on behalf of Christy, Benjamin, myself, and the team uh, at KZSB, thanks so much for listening all these months. And I guess Central Coast, the next time we talk, it'll be in another venue. Not sure. And if you want to hear the interview with Heidi and me next week, great. And yep. other than that, and other than that, let me just turn it over to Christy to see if she'd like to add a thought. Well, Ronaldo, I just think this is a bittersweet. I think that's exactly the right 
sentiment because it's been so much fun and interesting to hear your thoughts on the variety of topics that we've brought on to this show and to hear from all the different voices from both Santa Barbara and in the world on the tremendous problem solving that's been going on around the world. But I'm, I'm very excited about this new chapter we're bringing on with Solutions News Conversations That Count. And I'm also quite sad to be saying goodbye to Solutions News because it's been a really interesting journey sharing this with you over the last 20 months. Last nope. year, last year, nine months. Nine months. Okay. <laughs> 20 months would be three years. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how time has been that passing in this quarantine <laughs> period, right? It feels like the never-ending march. But uh, now that we are moving on and getting invested in some of our other projects and letting this program go on with Reverend Heidi. I'm very interested to see what she does with it. And I'm excited to bring on the creativity and the passion that she brings to this hour. Well, so I'll leave you with this final quote, uh, which sums up not only why we did this show, but what we will continue to work with every day of our lives, whether we're on the air or not. It's the inspiration that was given to us by Mahatma Gandhi. When he observed, quote, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And with that, I'm just going to say, Central Coast, I'm going to miss you, but I'm really grateful for the time we spent together. Thanks so much. This is your host, Ronaldo Brutico, signing off for the last time on Solutions.